You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? This is your boy Eric here. He's back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm here with the usual suspects, Anthony and Shayna. What's going on, y'all? Yeah, what up, what up? Oh, man, we missed you. I know it's been a minute since I've been here physically with y'all, so I'm glad to be back. I had a long weekend, had to um, go see Michigan State beat Michigan last night, so I came back. How was that? It was, it was wild. Like, I don't know if y'all saw me on television, but it's screenshots <laughs> of, of me because I was playing in the alumni band. Mm-hmm. It was screenshots of me um, actually on television. So that's, that's pretty nice, cool. man. You was playing in the band? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So I guess it was um, technically spring break. So it was alumni, I guess alumni band day. And so oh. uh, I signed up to go, played my trumpet, got in for free. So yeah. That's what's up. Had a good one. That's so, nice. Eric. So I literally just got back. Holding it down for the green and white. I get. I got back like five minutes ago. Uh, I just drove from East Lansing back here, so I made it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just gonna have to call in today. For real, we've, we've had a bad time though, MSU after the Larry Nassar thing. Yeah. It's, it's good that we kind of got past that a little. I'm glad no. too. No, it's still. But <laughs> it's Engler still. was there though. He was at the game. Oh yeah. I'm like, Former why is he governor? Wasn't he the standing president? Yeah, he was the standing interim president for like a year or so. Um, and you know, he he mishandled a bunch of stuff. You know, regarding the uh, the sexual assaults. And so, yeah, I'm surprised you showed up. Yeah, so in your absence, we had an update. Shana and I represented for the Can We Talk crew. Yeah. We went on Dr. Sabrina Jackson's show on 910 AM Superstation Detroit. Shout out. Um, really late in the night. We were both pretty sleepy, but <laughs> she kept us up. You know, she was fun. You know, yeah, she was. Great guest, great host, um, um, inspirational woman. It was a great time. Shout I, out to I, Dr. Sabrina, though. Shout out to her. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sabrina. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Sabrina. Shana, you got any, like, thing to say about that? Like, what? It was... Um like we, she could tell that we weren't uh, night owls. Like when we came in, because she was like super duper bubbly. Like, yeah, right. Doctor Sabrina in the house. Like she's like very very bubbly, and she's like on it. Like she's very she's very witty, and I can't be that witty that late. Right? <laughs> what was you, it like you, one? You were, one witty. P- you were witty. One a.m. That's when it started. Yeah, one a.m. We were there from like one to three, Ooh. like one to three thirty. Shayna was witty. She was funny. That's when I'm in my prime deep sleep. I'm like in yes. my, my REM sleep. Uh. Yes. Shout so. out to Sean P. Williams, though, a former guest. Yes, he was there. a guest. He was a guest there right. that the day, the same night that we were there. Oh, that's awesome. And he was promoting something. Shout out to him. Shout out. Man. So that's, I'm, I'm mad I missed it. I was traveling, unfortunately. But uh, we got to go back. Unfortunately. Hey, Kenya almost came there, but she came there an hour early. And she was like, yo, bro, I tap out. You know? Shout out to Kenya. She has her new show, Politicking. 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 Check it out. Yo, so what's the word on, um? oh, no. Did y'all hear about Manafort? Manafort's case. This guy got 48 months. 48 months. For, for committing financial um, crimes and pretty much acting as a, a agent for foreign governments, I believe. 48 months. And I was looking like Kwame got, what, 28 years mm-hmm. for bribery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy did way worse. He got worse. 48 months. I was disgusted, y'all. I was like, for the, the past couple of days, I was thinking about that. And like the former, disparities. Former mayor of New Orleans, also, he got like 20 some years, also. But you already know what the. Yeah, Kwame should be out by now. Seriously. Man. He should be out. I mean, I know what he did was bad, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, is it worth 28 years of someone's life? Like, he could pay back financial restitutions, whatever. But that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And this guy, Paul Manafort, got a slap on the wrist by a judge, um, whatever his name is, in, in Virginia. 
out in Fairfax. Um, I was just kind of disappointed, disheartened in a you know criminal justice system, as I, we already know that is flawed. But this even just sort of highlight and showcase just how flawed this is in terms of like white white collar crimes and then the racial element of it as well. So yeah, and just let's not just get it confused. We're not saying that Kwame shouldn't be punished for his crimes. Right. We're just saying they should be the same across the board. Like if yep. you're gonna give him. If you're going to throw the book at him, throw the book at Manafort because right. what he did was way worse and on a much larger scale. Yeah. And it could, you know, affect more people. It's crazy. Oh, another funny thing I saw in the news was um, apparently Donald Trump was signing Bibles. Did y'all see that? <laughs> How much of a narcissist do you have to signing. be to autograph the Bible, the autograph. especially when you have your own authored books? Right. Author, and we put that in quotations, yes. you all, yeah, for quotes. those who, who aren't. Viewing this live stream, live stream. Um, I mean, I think it's a, um, I think it's kind of a thing of one to stay relevant, you know. So he says outrageous things, like, like what he say about Harriet Tubman. You know, people were asking oh, yeah. about what's the hold up on the twenty dollar bill. He's like, oh, she probably stole something, you know. Like, Wait, what, what he said? He said he, she probably committed a crime when she was doing her um abolitionist movement. And I was just like, man, you know, this is what he does. He's a troll. If you feed the trolls, they they still live. But why but is he's the, tr- the president? Right. Why is the troll the president of the right. United States? Yeah, that's unfortunate, but I mean, yeah, that's the situation it is. It's crazy. He's the president. And then we all know what's going on in terms of um the Michael Jackson Neverland so story. That's part of our topic. So, yeah, let's not um, touch on that too much, but Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. We'll touch on it later. We, we we'll get on it later, but you know, the Michael Jackson um leaving Neverland. I did not watch it and I'm not We'll get into it. We'll talk, we talk about that <laughs> later. But that was a big, you know, big thing that happened recently. Um, a documentary that I saw that I thought was excellent was United Skates. Mm. It's on HBO. It's basically about the culture of roller skating in the African-American community. Of course, Detroit was on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Northland skating room. Shout out. was on there. And then I kind of thought about it. Like, damn, like, there are, like, people on there, you know, like, you know, third you know, generation skaters, and then they're teaching their kids how to skate. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm a second-generation skater. Like, my mom was, like, like the bomb at roller skating. And I never knew – there was never a time in my life where I did not know how to skate. Like, I can't remember learning how to skate. Like, I've always known how to skate. And my daughter don't know how to skate where the damn. But she can swim, though. She can swim, but she can't (laughs) skate. I got to get lessons for both, to be honest. Yeah, I can't skate that that well. Like, I went to, like, I live close to uh, Southland or Mm -hmm. Skateland. Mm -hmm. So, Skateland was notorious for just getting, like, shot up. up, Yeah, Yeah, craziness. Um, So, I would go every once in a while, but then it's like, I don't know. Just, I just never caught on. I don't know what it's about. Maybe my coordination isn't great. I don't know what it is. But Northland Skating Rink by me was notorious for fights. Um, mm-hmm. I used to go up there with my family and stuff, but I never like hung on to the skating or practiced more like I should have. Yeah. But um, I feel like I want to learn swimming for survival. I want to learn skating just because I want to. I want to skate. Yeah. I want to skate. They have lessons Northland eleven a.m. Saturdays. Uh, yeah. You know, check it out. But yeah, so. I thought that was, you know, there was it was a really well done documentary. Mm-hmm. So that's on HBO. Also, if you want to check that out, I'm excited for that. Any any other current events that y'all sort of saw this week or past couple of weeks? If there are, they're not coming to me. For real, I feel like <laughs> that's your job, man. I feel like a, the the main ones also talk about Trump. They're all about Trump for the most part, and I kind of hate. That we always talk about Trump. Meghan Markle events. has been dealing with a lot of bullshit on social media. 
they've been unfairly like, coming for her. Wait, what happened? Hold on. Right, well, we just on Twitter. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen that. Well, yeah, that too. Just unfair comments about her, um, her, um, her mixed ethnicity. You know, just dumb oh. shit. I don't know. I was just throwing it out there because I, every time, every other news post is about either Trump or Meghan Markle. Yeah. You know, I missed it when. I know when the whole when the whole Jordan Woods Tristan uh, Chloe thing was happening, a lot of people was like, "This is BS." Mm-hmm. But you know what? Back in the day when Kardashians ruled the news, we didn't have Trump back then. True. So like, it was kind of a breath of fresh air to see the Kardashians <laughs> taking over the news rather than a trollish president. Yeah. So I, I didn't but, complain. Uh, we had Obama, and then he was doing a lot of stuff that got swept under the rug. Come on, so. man. I don't, don't hate on Obama <laughs> like that. I don't want this to be a bashing Obama show, though. Like, Obama Y'all gonna give enough. me my bashing Obama episode. <laughs> Obama has been through one. enough. No, I ain't have we it need... yet. You better, y'all Mm-mm. gonna give it to me. If we, we give it to you, we, will, you, will you stop doing it? No. Right, well, then we ain't gonna give it to you. Then. No, no deal. Um, I guess in, in other political news, I know one of the um, representatives from Minnesota, uh, she's the um, Somali Stay rep. I know she's been getting a lot of backlash about some because she, stuff she is said. rightfully critiquing Israel and right. their terroristic policies and what they are doing against the Palestinians there. And people, when you automatically critique what's going on in Israel, they say, "Oh, you're anti-Semitic." Without actually like listening to what the what you know, the your actual are. critique is. Yeah, yeah, and, and and they've been jumping on her. Like Democrats, Republicans, been getting on her, and I'm like, let her. She has an opinion. That she feels but that valid. just shows you where they, where everybody is when it comes to Israel. Yeah, it's just one of those, it's one of those things where people don't really want to. If you cross that line, you're gonna get chewed up from both sides, and it's like it's almost like a political equivalent to shooting yourself in the foot. You know, when you talk about um, you know Israel Palestinian like relationships, um, but I just feel I feel bad for her because she's been getting it from everybody, and, and then the Democrats don't have her back. Not that's at all. The, that's the thing that. Uh, it's it's kind of shocking to me, but you know we we know the Democrats sometimes we just give lip service to a lot of things when it comes down to actions and actually supporting people and policies. We don't really do a good job of doing it, and that's why I've, I've recently saw an article where it said like a good number of Americans feel that we have, should have a third party, um, not necessarily like a a green party or something like that, but just like a legitimate third party. Where like, can, yeah, a legitimate, like a, a, an, an alternative, like viable option. Right, right. Something where if I vote for a third party, I'm not throwing my vote exactly. away. And I kind of agree with that. We need one. Forgive me, but I thought the green party was that. We have other parties. We have a green right. party. We have a like an independent party. We have, when you go vote, for the president, there's a there's like ten candidates on the ballot. Yeah, in different I, I parties. noticed that. Yeah, but it's tough though. Like you said, there is a fear that we will be taking the votes away from Democrats. But at the end of the day, we need to find someone who best reflects our needs as citizens. So if it, yeah, and at this point in time, is it is neither party. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But um, that's the current events on my end. What, what should we talk about? Hip hop corner. Hip-hop corner. Hmm. Let me let me go on the iPhone. So besides Solange, um, well, let's start off with that. What did you think about Solange's new album? I ain't like it. You don't she, you don't think it lived up to the last one? She's such an abstract type. And it artist. took her just as long to make the well because it took her what four years to make a seat at the table, and yeah. this one is three years uh, since her last album. I just I just didn't like it. 
So are we going on first listen or second listen? Second, because I tried. I wanted to like this album. Yeah, okay. There was a a couple of songs on there that I did like, like, Mm -hmm. uh, was it Stay Flow? Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I, I tried. Mm-hmm. I tried to, uh, yeah, I put, Stay Flow. So have you heard it? I listened to a few of the songs. I tried to go through like the whole, um, oh, I forgot how many tracks she has on there, but I tried to go through it all, through all of them, but I just couldn't. I couldn't get through it. I, um, um, oh, go ahead. I was about to say, she. Were, I put her in the same category as like the Chloe and Haley. Like they could be great singers and I great artists, but I just, I can't, I don't feel it. What I else? love their album. It's like the two sisters. The two sisters. They're like, um. They're on Beyonce's label, yeah. and when you see them sing live, like oh, you can tell, like that, you know. Oh, the they two are, young twins. Well, they're they're not, twins. not twins. They're like two years apart, but they're sisters. They they play twins on Grownish. They do. Yeah. Um, but I like that album a lot. It's a really good. I just album. can't get into it. It's just like not my my taste. But I put again, I put them and I lump them in the category with Salon. Like great singers, great artists that I just don't feel. Sort of like J Cole too. <laughs> this ain't gonna be a J. Cole bash show either. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to leave J. Cole J. and Obama. J. Cole was a great artist. J. Cole and Obama need to be left the alone. Bira- the biracial bashing show. But I just don't I just don't nah, we, feel them. Can't though. we talk it's not that. Right, right. But um okay. I don't really have anything new on hip hop I did listen to Dreezy's album. She's mm-hmm. a rapper out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, her last album came out like 2016. She can she had like kind of a big hit off of that album with T Pain called Close to You. Um, her last project it's called Big Dreams. It it's a it's a good project. It's okay. it's ten songs. She got a song on there with Cash Doll. Like it's a it's a it's a good project. Okay. Oh, no, T Pain has a new album that came out. I didn't listen to, I didn't it. Listen to it though. He won the um, oh, the mass. Yes, the, the mass <laughs> singer. The he actually has a great voice. That's a, yeah. good, that's a great concept, though. It Something is. Something like that, the mass Singer. But it's kind of easy to I knew, figure somebody. Like, I, I knew Joy Fatone. I'm like, that's... I knew Gladys Knight, too. Yeah, man. I knew Gladys Knight. Oh, everybody should know Gladys Knight. Yeah, T-Pain, he's been around for a while, man. He's been holding it down on the production side. Um, I know some people who just don't know what he's like brought to the game be like, oh, he fell off. I'm like, nah, man, he's more behind the scenes now. But uh, but he needs yeah. to get off the auto tune though. It's just but everybody uses auto tune. Yeah. Everybody uses auto tune, and it was like with the whole death of the auto tune thing, and it was like everybody had turned on them, and then Future comes out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. With that, I mean, that's if you if you're the one that kind of made it or like rejuvenated it, then why not keep using it? You know, I mean, that's yeah. kind of like his signature thing. He's T Pain. I guess it's similar to like the talk box. That one guy, he um Roger. Yeah. Rogers. Yeah. What Roger, is this? Roger, Roger Troutman. Roger Troutman. Yeah, Roger Troutman. He like he took the voice box and he made it his own. Like he made Roger and Zap. Roger and Zap. Yeah, the group. And so I, I guess you're right. You know, sometimes if that's just your your niche, you own it and just that becomes who you are. Um, but he has such a great voice outside of the use of auto tune. I think he shouldn't let that sort of impact who he is as an artist. Like now, everyone thinks of him just as this guy who uses auto tune, but he's more than that. Mm. But if it's part of your identity and you own it, then what's the problem? I just think it it limits his I potential. I think the problem was, like... It becomes a novelty. He over... Like, I guess people felt like he oversaturated the market with it mm-hmm. at his height. Mm-hmm. And then, like, but everybody... Like, basically, people turn on him. Like, oh, I don't want to hear this auto-tune no more. Yeah. Da, 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 da. 
And now that's all you hear. I've always liked him featured more than solo, but he yeah. has a great um, NPR Tiny Desk episode yes. that really shows his vocal range. Yeah, I love Tiny Desk. Yeah, those are the best. Like, yes. I discovered so many artists. Yeah, just listening to that. That's all I got. Oh, you know, you know what's a good show? Drop the mic. I didn't think I would like it, but oh, is that the James Corgan? Corgan? Um, that's um Method Man and Haley Baldwin both oh. co-hosts, and this is different celebrities like versus each other in a rap battle. Oh, you had, okay. you had Anthony Anderson versus Usher. You had Ricky oh. Lake versus Jerry Springer. You she know, was it's, on the mess. It's pretty funny, <laughs> man. Yeah. Ricky Lake trying to get her name out there again. No, uh, but um, that was actually a James Corden like not necessarily a skit, but a segment he had. Right, I know. I, it's probably kind of a spin off from yeah. that, yeah. Just like the um, L O Cool J, um, a lip sync battle. Yeah, the yeah. lip sync battle. I don't like that with Chrissy <laughs> Teigen. Yeah, I mean, it is. I don't want to see people lip sync songs. All right, we got anything else? I think it's your it's your turn. Go All ahead, right, get your. All right, man. So I got a uh, I got two movies I'm talking about. I know. Um, Shane, I thought I was going to say something negative about new, the new Captain Marvel, but I'll get into that. So, Alita Battle Angel. Okay. I went to see this uh, battle angel. <laughs> it's a very good, very good action movie, man. You know, I'd say rec- I recommend seeing it in three D. Um, Robert Rodriguez directing the James Cameron script. You Dude, can't you re- wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, you I'm gonna, hold on. Time out. So listen, Let me, one, real quick. I want to invent something where you can clip the three D glasses on top. Your regular glasses. That has to happen. Can't enjoy the movie. Right. I'm like, all right. And they took because it's all because my nose. You don't nose, have to see it in 3D. My nose is so used to my glasses that when yeah. I put the 3D glasses on top of my glasses, it tickles. It's not comfortable. <laughs> so, so basically, um, <laughs> Alita is a woman that's a that was a robot. Um, Christoph Waltz was a doctor that found part of her body in a dump and had turned her into a like a an android human. And so she's trying to figure out what she was before she was dropped from this um, big. Um, spaceship slash city hovering over this dystopian city Hmm. um so she learns that she was a warrior and that she was going against the resistance and she gains her identity and it's just it's just a great action film man mahershala ali plays a great villain he's in it um jennifer connelly's in it she's uh she's pretty solid Hmm. but i i recommend battle angel it's not bad so Hmm. on to captain marvel Okay, don't give away too no, much. No spoilers. No, that's all right, man. It's just, it's just, so um, it's a solid movie. It's a solid Marvel film. Uh, it's more of a transition film than anything, like mm-hmm. going from um, Infinity War to Endgame, just telling us what Captain Marvel is. Brie Larson does a great job in the lead. Captain Marvel, I feel like compared to the other Marvel heroes or compared to the other Marvel movies, I thought it was like, like I. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. Like, I thought it was pretty solid. Sam Jackson and everybody, you know, they do their thing. They did a great job. We saw a young Nick Fury. We learned how Fury lost his eye, which was, which was random. <laughs> but it was all right. What you think, Shayna? I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, and they're like, it's... There are way worse Marvel movies. Yeah, I felt like for a debut, this was, this was pretty solid. Because yeah. I don't like the first Captain America movie. It's, I'm yeah. not a fan, and I know a lot of people don't like the first Thor. So it's always the first yeah. films. That, I don't like the second. I don't like Thor. Thor. Yeah, I've never been a fi- big fan of the Thor. Circle they kept hopping <laughs> in and out of. <laughs> the Kool-Aid circle. But I didn't. Yeah, I didn't oh, like really the second reference. Thor at all. 
Yeah, it didn't, it, and it really favorite. didn't serve a purpose. Like Captain Marvel actually serves a purpose, and then the setup. first, the first Captain America serves a purpose. Like it establishes Captain America. Like yeah, we it, could do without the the second Thor. It fits I in agree. the chronologic in the in the in the chronological um, way that that Marvel is going. I they th- they're doing pretty great, man. I gotta they say, are. Marvel is killing it, man. They they the Marvel Cinematic Universe it really stepped up. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think they're they're making. Millions and millions of dollars doing it. So hey, there was a dedication to Stan Lee in the beginning. Did you tear was, up? Uh, no, Thanks I didn't. Peace. But I, but I did clap my hands. I was like, you know what? That was that was solid, man. That was a solid dedication. Wow. Any other thing I've been watching? Any Netflix shows? Hulu. So we know you haven't seen it, so we're not gonna ruin it. But uh, so overall, True Detective season three. What do you think, Shayna? There's too many unanswered questions for me. I don't think so, man. I feel How like how did the wife die? This is the first. Is she dead? This is the first. <laughs> this is the first True Detective season that low key had a happy ending. If you really think about it, is it? Yeah, one and two. They didn't. I mean, they had they had closure, but like this one right here, this was a solid happy ending. He still has dementia, and I still don't know what happened to the wife. He ain't see it, man. You know, you gotta keep that to yourself. But it's fine. <laughs> um, I don't have HBO, so it's cool. Gonna be able to watch it. The wife died. But uh, <laughs> like, but how? She killed herself. They said it in one of the episodes. I'm sorry, Eric. Oh my but o- yeah. overall, True Detective season three, it start. I like in the middle. It got a little shaky to me, but I felt like it holds up against season one. Season two, I've always said on its own, it's great, but compared to one and three, it's not that good. Mm. I did enjoy this. I did enjoy it overall. Stephen Dorff, he did his motherfucking thing. Yeah. I, think I, mean, well, I mean, you don't expect anything less than greatness from Mahershala Ali. Yeah. And he did an awesome job. But, like, for Stephen Dorff to be able to go toe-to-toe with him and, like, and like keep up, like, talent-wise, that that was a surprise to me. So, mm. yeah, he did his thing. Well, some actors, it's all about finding the right role, really. Because I, I only knew Stephen Dorff for being the villain in Blade right. 1. And after that, it's like I was like, okay, well, what other great roles are they going to give him? But they never really gave him anything after that. So with this one, I feel like it's a nice comeback role for him. Okay. So I had a random conversation at work. Okay. And they started talking about actors that they liked and they didn't like. One of my coworkers came up with this. I know you're going to look at me. I know you're going to mention Gosling. Just go no, ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> go ahead, no. man. Just get it out the way. No, my coworkers brought up the debate between Will Smith and Denzel Washington. I don't know why they compared the two. Yeah. At all. They're, they're different lanes. But one person was saying that they they didn't like Will Smith because they thought that Will Smith, at one point in his career, kind of just started taking, like, shitty movies. He kind of just fell off or just not, or, or kind of sold out to um like, to the industry. Like what? See, that's tricky because... I never said he sold out. I said that, well, Not we haven't seen a great Will Smith movie in a while. But, but I'm saying sell out in a different way. I'm talking about selling out in the fact that he took on these horrible movies, like these little kids movies and these. That's nothing wrong with kids movies. They need to be entertained. <laughs> but check this out. Once upon a time, Denzel was in shitty movies. Like When? Virtuosity, The Super. Huh? The suit? I mean, when was this? Nineteen eighty? Yeah, exactly. The early nineties. So yeah, I guess I'm looking at it reverse, but still, you know what I mean. Like both actors have done their fair share of shitty movies. It, if you do them in the beginning, right? You don't. You're not supposed to do shitty movies after Fresh Prince. Will Smith wasn't in shitty movies in the beginning, though. He was actually in some pretty solid movies. That's what but I'm that's saying. What, like yeah, you're comparing it to Denzel doing shitty movies in the beginning. 
as compared to Will Smith doing shitty movies after Fresh Prince. Right. The debate was that Will Smith was on a trajectory, like an upward trajectory. And he had that. But at some point, he sort of took some roles that he shouldn't have. He had to. I don't think he should have taken the role in the concussion. I agree. First, they should have had someone who actually was from. That movie, the source material, and even everybody around him in the movie, the other actors um, and actresses. They should have given that role to somebody else. You know what? But I, I get it. without Will Smith, you don't get the budget to make the movie. But that role should have gone to somebody else. From a political standpoint, I don't clown Will for taking an Oscar bait role like that. That's from a business standpoint, I don't clown him for that, and I don't look at that as selling out. That's just part of the biz. I don't think it, that role as as a selling out of more. To me, that's more so of a role that you should not have taken. Right. Just as the role of uh, Serena Williams' dad. I don't think he should take that. He shouldn't. Yeah. I don't think he should take that and I don't role. think, I, I don't like the, the claim of colorism there, though. There is, but here's the I mean, thing, like, when like it comes that, to stuff like that, if you read Richard Williams' book, you there is racism and colorism that affects, that affected his life. Yeah. Just like Chad with Bozeman should not have played Thurgood Marshall. Right. Thurgood Marshall's skin complexion had a lot to do with his rise. Yeah. First off, Dennis Haysbert, is that his, that's his name, right? Yeah. He should play. The Allstate guy. He should play <laughs> Serena's uh, dad, for Probably. real. Probably. But if you flip the perspective, and let's say we give a um, we give a Thurgood Marshall role to, um, so who? who? Um, Jeffrey yeah. Wright. So we give, we give yeah. it to Jeffrey Wright, and we say another established actor that's just like Jeffrey Wright. Let's say the director says, I'm going to pick Jeffrey because he has more of the complexion. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to the other actor? I mean, you so, have to, but that's the thing. If you need, if you're going to tell the story, you have to pick somebody that kind of that looks the role that embodies the whole story. And yeah. third, like and third, good Marshall being light skin had a lot to do with his success. And I, I got to agree with Shane on this one. I think that 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 is a key that when you pick someone to play a part who is opposite of the actual person. It does take away sort of some of the significance that the nuance within that story, that character. Um, they could have had any. They could have had anybody other than Chadwick. I see y'all point. I see y'all point. I but think it's, it's a case missing by the context. Case, I think yeah. it's a case by case basis, though. But w- the debate, though, the debate about Will Smith was essentially that at a certain point in his career, it was he was on upper rise, like he was a serious actor for the most part, and then he just sort of. Decided to fall in that trap of just taking movies they shouldn't have. Well, Whereas Denzel, he was consistent in terms of taking roles for the most part. Maybe in the early part of his career, he didn't. But after that, he was like taking roles where he truly performed. Like he, if he fit every man, single role he was in, they need you need to understand. You're comparing a thespian that's acted in stage and theater to you know a blockbuster mainstream actor, though. That's like comparing sure. Daniel Day-Lewis to Ben Affleck. You know what sure. I mean? Ben Affleck is in the mainstream blockbusters. Daniel Day does both, stage and theater. All right, what's another? What's a, it's, it's a, different, a, a better way to equate this? Maybe Jim Carrey? No. <laughs> no. It's different no, lanes, man. Will Smith and, I mean, Will Smith and Jim Carrey are kind of... Mm, nah. Jim Carrey's nah. a comedian, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's a comedian. Yes, that's tough. We'll table this for another day. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, anything else movie related? I started watching the OA on Netflix. That's an interesting show. OA? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like mm. an adult Stranger Things. It's a way different show, though. Mm. It's about a woman who used to be blind. She went missing for some years and came back with eyesight. 
But she doesn't go by her name anymore. She goes by the name the OA. Mm. So it starts off kind of weird. Like it it, it it changes tones in the first episode, and then you realize it's kind of like a science fiction story, but also coming of age story. It's it's done pretty well. I'm gonna have to watch that. I'm about to look it up right now. <laughs> That's what's up. Oh, uh, let me see. I haven't seen anything. I heard Pen Fifteen is good. I haven't seen it though. So Pen Fifteen is essentially like two girls growing up in the early two thousands in middle school or something like that. Um, a lot of people I talked to said it was like really relevant to their lives. I mean, obviously, if you grew up in the two thousands, it's probably going to it's probably going to relate to it in some in some way. But I still want to see mid nineties. The, the film Jonah Hill wrote and directed. Oh, it was like the Skateboard Kids. You know? Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Any other than that, Pen Fifteen. Anything. Oh yeah, yeah, Pen Fifteen. Um, who watches Sixty Days In by any chance? No, I've heard of it on Annie. Yeah, so good. Yeah, this season was crazy. Um, I think it's season five. Season yeah, season five. What is that about? So basically, they lock people into jail. Well, people volunteer to go to jail for, 50, for sixty days to figure out ways to improve the system. Mm-hmm. And so. And so these deputies, they give these uh, these volunteers a mission. Like, all right, your goal is to infiltrate the gangs. Your goal is to sort of see the um, see how the guards are treating the prisoners and stuff like that. So they all have they all have to blend in and sort of fit into the prison system for sixty days or jail system for sixty days. What's the fail safe plan in case they get shanked or something? <laughs> they have like codes or like hand gestures they use <laughs> if they feel like they're <laughs> they're, okay. they're in trouble or something. Right. It's interesting. Um, it's like one of those just. Things to watch in your spare time when you're bored. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's a good season. Okay. Yeah. So Y'all should ready? we move on? Yeah, let's move on. All right. So our main topic for today is who's lying? And like we <laughs> everybody. Let's <laughs> let's discuss three things. Like let's do it in order. So let's go with the Jesse Smola aftermath. Yeah. Um, leaving Neverland, then the Gail King R. Kelly interview. <laughs> uh, so Jesse Smollett aftermath. What what's what's the verdict with everybody? I'm still confused, though. I'm still, I'm so confused. Did you hear almost 50 hospital workers got fired? What? For looking at his records. That's a HIPAA violation. Oh, wow. So almost 50 hospital workers at the, at the hospital that he checked into, they got fired. Mm-hmm. And then, and now there's an internal investigation within the Chicago PD investigating the Chicago PD in regarding, like, regarding this investigation. Oh, my God. And that, and then he get he gets sixteen felony yeah. uh violation like counts charges that that's excessive. That is. But I also saw something where the FBI actually contradicted what the Chicago PD yeah. said mm-hmm. in relation to like the letter. They, yeah. They said that the letter didn't come from yeah. Jesse. So I'm like, some somebody's lying. Like someone's maybe both the Chicago PD and Jesse are lying to an extent, but I don't really know what to believe. I'm kind of confused about this whole thing. I've heard a rumor. You and I both heard a rumor on Dr. Sabrina Jackson's show (laughs) that uh, there might be there might there might have been a love like affair that went wrong. Like it might have been a a, a lover's quarrel with with the whole thing. Interesting. And that's by what led to um, Jesse's, I guess, scars or whatever. You know, I just don't know at this point. I just don't know. I know everybody was quick on the bandwagon to say he's lying, but I I don't know. I I. Thought I don't. I thought he wasn't telling the entire truth when he said that, um, like the people that attacked him, they was like they they called him, you know, the f word, okay. and then they said this is mega country, mm-hmm. 
He said they were white too, right? Yeah, he said they were white. That's a lie. So. Man, what? Yeah. They, they 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 stick to the same script. <laughs> they right. don't change their script. So right. I thought that that was odd. Mm. And but I don't think that it's odd that he will be out getting a sandwich that late because the subways in in that area of Chicago are open twenty four hours. Oh. Mm. So I didn't think mm. that that was odd, and I don't think that that should be factored into him maybe lying about it but then like yeah. like I don't know like we we honestly don't know and I also think that it that we didn't find out the the entirety of what happened with Laquan McDonald for 2 years right. but as their investigation was going on they kept releasing pieces piece by piece to the media as they were finding things out or or they was just just outright lying because they released something about the letter saying that the letter was fake and then the FBI said that the letter was real right and then they said that he paid them to attack him and then it, the like then it's like other conflicting information that was like no he paid them for personal training yes i heard about that too so it, it's almost this to it, it's really difficult to sort of put place blame on any one person because, like you said, I think everyone is sort of culpable within this. I'm just like I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, I need to see some actual evidence and proof that he did commit this necessary. I mean, I guess this crime against himself because everything that I'm, I'm hearing from FBI and, and Chicago PD kind of conflict each other. So I'm like, do I believe the FBI, which is a credible federal agency, or do I believe Chicago PD, who has a history of like hiding stuff and, and corruption. So right. So so far as we know, aftermath, he's yeah. he's cut from Empire. Yeah. Actors on Empire have kind of like retracted their support on social media. Mm. So is this because I saw a billboard the other day for the new Empire episode where Luscious Lewis is standing over a casket. So are they killing off Jamal or mm. what's going on there? Is anybody caught up with the plot line? I don't, I don't watch Empire don't watch at it. all. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. I well, mean, but, so far as we know, he's cut. Yeah. I mean, the aftermath, I think that the actors who are part of Empire, they're doing the steps that they don't have what they have to do in order to keep their image. Obviously, I'm sure they were told from higher ups, like, hey, you need to go ahead and just. You got to follow the narrative. Right. Just. Um, you don't have to, but you choose to. I mean, for the most part, they yeah, they, they choose to. You're right. Um, but they're doing what I'm sure their bosses are telling them to do. Just, you know, retract any statements you had. And show show that you don't support because at this point we everyone thinks he lied anyway. So mm-hmm. I mean, he may have, but I yeah. that get give him community service. Like yeah. felony was like up to if he gets convicted on all mm-hmm. the charges, he can get up to sixty years. Come on, that's that's excessive. It is, excessive. but no one. Our judicial system, they probably give them like 30 years for this. And people lie on niggas all the time. Right. And they don't even get charged. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay, so this is where we cap it. Most of us are confused. <laughs> right. We, I we think confused. the whole world's confused, yeah. Okay, so we moving on to, um, I'll let you hit the bell. Moving on to Leaving Neverland. Did you yeah. watch it? I did. Both okay. parts. What do you think? Because I'm not watching that shit. So from what I saw, so it starts off it, in the in the documentary does give you a choice to make your own conclusion. So it starts off with interviewing the two men about their relationship with Michael, how they met him. It's Wade Robinson, and I believe the last name of the other individual is Safechuck. Let me find his name right quick. James Safechuck. So Wade mm-hmm. Robinson and James Safechuck. Both men who at a young age met Michael Jackson through like different things. Um 
different different um encounters. So Michael Jackson gains a relationship with them, and we start off with Wade Robson talking about how his relationship with Michael led to um molestation. Mm. And of course, from a kid's point of view, from his testimony, a kid doesn't know he's being molested. He just looks right. at us like, okay, we just did this, we just did that. At that time, I didn't know that was wrong or nothing. So with Wade Robson, I got I gotta admit, when I was listening to him, I was like, I don't I gotta be careful with my words. I don't want to say it's like I didn't believe him, but I felt like, yeah. eh, I don't know, man. This guy doesn't look shaken by what happened to him. But then yeah. again, I don't know how a victim is supposed to feel after something like that happens to him. So I can't speak from that aspect. But when um, um, James Safechuck came on and he told the same story and his experience with Michael kind of linked up to what happened to Wade. And James, he he looks pretty shaken. I don't think he was acting at all. That's when I kind of went like, dang, I don't know, man. So when the second part aired, you know, it talked about just the aftermath of them being with Michael and, and I guess their relationships with Michael kind of disintegrating because they both were close to Michael at different times. I got to right. make that clear. And they met Michael at different times. And it just talk, spoke about how, how they went forward in their reputations and in their careers and everything. I think James Safechuck is a cinematographer and Wade Robson, like you said, he's a dancer, right? Yeah, but he fucked his own career up. Okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he, he was a backup dancer. Um, he t- uh, he was dancing with NSYNC. They show um, clips of that, him dancing with Britney Spears. So he he's, he's a dancer. And um, it just showed about their families, like, you know, not knowing anything until their sons told them. And it showed the the two accusers themselves, you know, having their own families and having their own sons yeah. and how they came to their revelation of how, like, um, you know, dang, this happened to me. I wouldn't want this to happen to my kid. And it, it, it ends on a note where, um, you know, the documentarian asks a very important question to James Safechuck. He says, like, do you. Do you forgive your parents for like putting you in that position? Like, what do you, what do you think about your parents? What, what do you think their role is? And he kind of just caps it off with like, I'm still, I'm still working on it or I'm still thinking about it. So yeah. So that, mm-hmm. that, that was the documentary. Um, Oprah had a segment afterwards where she interviewed the two of them, but that's my, that's my summary of it. I feel like when it comes to documentaries, who you have in your documentary is very important, and you should vet them well. Like the R. Kelly documentary, like like they had people in there. Like why is Charlamagne? Like right. why is this person in there? You know what I'm saying? Right. And that can taint. Like you have to be precise when it comes to these type of documentaries because you don't. Like why is this person in that taint? That could taint your whole your whole project. Yeah. And with Wade, I'm not sure about the other gentleman. But with Wade, like, he, so he got on the stand and he lied. Mm-hmm. He got on Jimmy Kimmel and he lied about not being touched because Jimmy Kimmel, like, actually made a joke. Like, mm-hmm. where did he touch you? Yeah, and even, wow. even- and then, um, like, he like, no, no, that, that didn't happen, da, 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 da. And if, and then he was trying to choreograph, you know, the Michael Jackson, you know, Cirque du Soleil thing, and then the state, opted to go with another choreographer and then that all 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 of a sudden that's when he touched him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his story changed over time. And like did he talk about like dating Michael Jackson's niece? Mm. They dated for seven years. Oh. I don't know if that was mentioned. Yeah. He dated her for seven years. He cheated on her with Britney Spears while Britney Spears was dating Justin Timberlake. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that that you you a black boy yourself like that because at that time, like, they're both hot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
if Justin Timberlake say, I'm not working with this person and he's a pop star, are other pop stars going to work with him? Right, right. Yeah. Eric, did you watch it? I didn't watch it, but um, I probably won't. I'm not. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to watch only because I don't have HBO, but um, <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, but I really think that the whole situation, um, we will never know the truth. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's going to be one-sided. I think that after, after he died, a lot of the, the things that he knows has gone to the grave with him. Um, mm-hmm. If they are telling the truth, I, Michael Jackson's facing facing punishment wherever he is. Who knows? Um, if they're lying, that's destroying someone's character. But here's the thing. It's very weird like to hang out with kids like that. It I agree. Is. You can't ignore that. He put himself in that situation. Like, as a grown man, I'm not hanging around with no little 10, 12, 11, 12, 13-year-old boys. I mean, that's just not that's not what I'm going to do. Like, um, in mentorship, you have to hang around children. But you're not about to come to my house. And sleep in the same room. Or, but, like, when we say, like, oh, they slept in the bedroom with Michael Jackson, we're not talking about a two-bedroom apartment. Right. Right. We're talking about Neverland. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, his his bedroom is probably as big as, like, our house. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the thing that threw me off is how just, just how their stories and their personal experiences with Michael Jackson linked. Not in the way in which they both rehearsed it, but in the way in which they both had similar just experiences with this guy who allegedly, you know, groomed them to, you know, to make love to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say um, with James Safe Chuck, I just don't, I don't see the lie in his face. But again, mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not like a lie detector or anything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he, like, when when he when he's not talking about it, you know, he looks like a normal guy. When he talks about it, he looks he looks shaken. Yeah. But it, and a lot of blame has to go on the parents. I'm sorry. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're letting your child, your baby, go to a grown man's house. Right, so you have to be able to know, like, first off, what what were the parents getting out of it if they got anything? Yeah. Um, and then secondly, just why? Like, why would you do that? Um, so again, yeah. if something did happen, their explanations. Oh, you know, it's Michael Jackson. Um, you know, sometimes so, you know, I told them like, cause one parent was like, I think it was Wade's parent was like, well, well, no, I'm not gonna have him like spend a night with you when I'm not there. And she was there, I think, the first night or something. I forgot exactly where they were, but then after a while, she was like, okay, I trust him, and so it was. Just a grown ass man, right? Right. Exactly. I'd be a little suspicious of anyone, you know, with my child. I mean, granted, I don't have any children, but like just just knowing, like, all right, this is a man, this is a grown man, and my child is a boy. And then, like, doesn't know better. Like with the R. Kelly situation, a lot of people sell their children out to escape poverty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, again, we don't know what happened. We will never know what happened. I'm not fully. not giving up MJ that's, 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 that's the longest short I'm not watching the documentary I'm not giving up MJ well it, and, and that that is your that is your pre- yeah. your preference and that's everybody has a decision not to watch it yeah. you know what I mean and I think that's another reason why people struggle with this as well because MJ was so po- just globally popular like this is a person who has influenced you know, music for for generations. Yeah, and and Oprah spoke on that too. She said, mm. "Look, like once upon a time, Michael Jackson just, just he was just everywhere." Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I also want to touch on before we touch into R. Kelly, we had like um okay, we got like eleven. All right, so with the before we touch on R. Kelly, so our Oprah made a note saying like, "Yo, I know I'm going to get it on social media for this. I know you guys pointing to the accusers are going to get it on social media for this." Mm. And I want to ask y'all, what do y'all think about Oprah conducting that interview? Bitch, get the fuck out of here, bitch. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Like, you were friends with Charlie Rose, dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Like, gotta check your yeah. circle I, first. I'm waiting for the Harvey Weinstein, you know, after right. special. Like, I was like. I mean, they have them, but they they are there, but you got you to gotta go look for them. They're not on HBO. Right. I mean, they are there. It's true because like, but you gotta go. But you're not talking to Harvey Weinstein's victims. And then when you got up there and you compl- and you compare what's going on to white women in Hollywood to what happened to Reese Taylor, mm. you should have got up there and said, "I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this was my friend, and, and like and everybody knew about Harvey Weinstein. It was an open secret. Everybody knew. It's, it was in the contracts. Hey, after so many times you sexually assault women, Harvey, you're going to have to pay for this out of your pocket. It's not coming yeah. out of the company's pocket anymore. Like, come on. Listen, I, I got to say, um, and and this isn't me saying Michael Jackson is, is guilty or innocent, but I got to say when I saw that Oprah was doing the after special, I was like, that looks like an attempt to kind of like, you know, stay on top. Like, I'm like, yeah. come on, Oprah, really? Like let somebody else moderate that. Like really, I, I yeah. I, I didn't think about it like that. You know what I mean? I agree. We have a it's, lot of black journalists, talented black journalists that could have conducted that. I was and disappointed. She could have really. given that you know that person a platform. I honestly didn't think about that. I I agree. But that's kind of Oprah is like anytime something's like a, a big event happens, she wants to be that person who's there. But why didn't she interview Harvey Weinstein victims then? Like, I mean, this is the same because she says in, in the thing, like, look, I've made it a point when I have my show, like, look, sexual abuse, you know, when it's happening, the person does not know they're being abused when it's a little kid. Right. And I'm like, OK, well, you've made a note about that. But where was the after special for after Weinstein or something like I, I was just thrown and off. It's the same woman that gave Monique's Predator a platform on her show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of hypocrisy going on in Hollywood. But um, but that's yeah, just the system. that's, that's really the game. But, you know, I think it's also and it does have to do with them being children, though. It, it, it does at the end of the day. I think. Oh, no, definitely. It's um, controversial. Right. Right. That's that's something where people can all get get behind, you know, that regardless of how you feel about sexual assault. If it's done to a child, you, you, yeah. it's wrong. Right. So it's, it's sort of like an easy, just soft pitch for her. Just, you know, just easy interview, you know, get underneath her belt. I think they should have had a different moderator. I think somebody should else should have did the interviewing, man. Yeah. I agree. Because it became like a, listen, it became like an Oprah thing. And I'm like, come on, man, really? you like, yeah. you gave that up. Yeah. Right. You gave up, you you a gave channel up now, your show, bro. Well, a, part, a piece of a channel. But you gave that up for your piece of a channel. Yeah. So let somebody else have that space. But that's what baby boomers do. Give it to do. Gail. <laughs> right. That's what baby boomers do, though. And with that being said, with that being said, <laughs> Gail King, R. Kelly interview. <laughs> the oh memes. This was R. wild, man. This was wild. And this is one, yeah. of those re- one of those things where I think the parts are better than the whole. Yeah. Because I watched the whole interview and I like the little segments better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know what they say, though? When people lie, their voice go up. Yeah. Right. His voice went all the way up. It was just like, yeah. hey, what y'all doing to me? 30 yards! What's your 30 yards of my career? <laughs> but, like, that. I like that Gail, they were like, oh, you were so calm and collected. And she was like, I didn't feel threatened by him. Right. Like, any other journalist was like, oh, scared. I didn't. Mm-hmm. She was like, I I mean, yeah, he was yelling, but I did not feel threatened right. by him. Imagine if it was like a, um, a Fox News anchor or somebody out there. <laughs> just scared. Like, oh I remember, not to get, but Tabitha Soren was talking about when she was interviewing Tupac, how he was kind of like 
she was like, he, I think he wanted me. Mm-hmm. And during the interview, he, you know, he kept looking at me. And then you watch the interview, like none of that is going on. <laughs> right. Like this is not what's happening. Like you, like you making this up. Yeah. You know, I, I felt like um, um, there was, um, I understand doing that and trying to proclaim your, your innocence, but there were like certain like strange moments, like besides the whole getting up and yelling thing, it was like, um, so you saying I'm holding women and I chain them up and I don't let them out unless they want to go up the street to get some shoes from their uncles. And He's I'm like, like real specific. Where, where did that come from? This like, is really specific. Either you saying something He's random. Like, hog tie. I don't even know how to hog tie. Right. I don't even know yeah. what a coat is. So, come I, on, bro. He told. He was. Yeah, he was telling himself. You need lot. to fire everybody. Where did you get your publicist from? Well, no, his lawyer should have been like, hold on, we're not doing this interview first. Like that's, I, I would not let my client. Just sort of just telling himself. He told on himself the whole the, the whole interview. Yeah. Um. And my biggest issue with the interview, though, too, is that again, people like who serial, I guess, sexual assaulters or, or predators. predators, serial predators. Again, they always blame everyone but themselves, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's pointing fingers at everyone, like y'all doing this to me, y'all doing this to me. I need some help because I got a big heart. Right. People betray me, and I keep forgiving them. Like you, he put himself in this situation from his actions over decades. He like this did isn't new. Have a point about the seventeen-year-old when he was um, like, "Yo, daddy brought you to the concert." Like, yeah, there's blame there too. The, yeah. I mean, yeah, like how old was she when I believe I can fly came out one, right. two? Like, you don't know about R. Kelly in his peak, so why um. are you at this? But no one concert, told him to. Like, ready to go backstage. Because I get one to go see Legends. Because I want to go see Babyface. But I'm not at Babyface concert ready to go backstage. But just right. because you go to the, the... Let's put it this way. Just because you go to McDonald's doesn't mean... You, to McDonald's. <laughs> doesn't mean you have to, to buy the, the kids meal, right? right, right. <laughs> Unless you're no, trying to cut your calories. No, but, but essentially I'm just saying he has the ability. She's a grown man. He can show restraint. Like, if it's mm-hmm. a 17-year-old comes backstage... He knows, okay, she's 17 years old, I'm 48, so I'm not going to talk to this girl. This is a child. So, I mean, again, it's about your own personal actions at the end of the day, and he fails, consistently fails, to act in a, a decent way, just as a human being would. Let's talk about uh, Gail interviewing his girlfriends. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Azriel, uh, Azriel King, I believe, and Jocelyn Savage. I mean, they brainwashed at this point. It's, like the the it's the Stockholm Syndrome, man. At some at some a but certain point, I don't point, understand how they could be rehearsed, but not him. Like he should be, he should have been the one rehearsing. Yeah, but it's at a certain point when the captors, the influence they have on a, on a, the uh, on their victims is pretty much they just think that they need them, and they, I think mm-hmm. they feel like they need R. Kelly. Like this is their their god to them. Like they just like they're they're brainwashed at the end of the day. Um, so they're gonna say whatever to get him, you know, get him off. So I can't read too much into that. So, you know, I don't really give. I don't, listen, we live in a time where some conspiracies may be true. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll admit that. But I've been hearing some kind of some barbershop talk that, yo, they trying to get rid of our black music heroes. Mm-hmm. So, so far, we got Mike and R. Kelly here. R. Kelly, I feel like that's justified. Mm-hmm. Mike, I mean, he is dead and it is kind of iffy. Like, you know, it's like some people choose not to watch it. Some people choose to watch it. But, like, we... People not giving up Michael Jackson, just like I know people that's not giving up R. Kelly. Oh, absolutely. Because I know women that like, well, I, when I was 14, I was fucking. Like. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean. Like, that, that, and that's What's how the they logic feel. in that, man? Like, when the I, logic? they were like, when I was 14, I was like, they was like, I made a conscious, they don't think 
that, okay, your mind is only 14 years old. Right. But they like, well, when I was 14, I made the conscious decision to fuck men that were older than me. Yeah. But I think you you may have a point, though. I think there are Believe some. This man. Think about it. Think, think about Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Ted, all the, Nugent. Ted Nugent all had these young wives. And we haven't said anything about it. To be Courtney fair, Love, they were called out in the documentary. No, Courtney Love even did an interview where she said she sucked Ted Nugent's dick when she was twelve years old. Oh my god! Oh wow! Like so, twelve, like, and you know, you know a twelve-year-old when you see a twelve-year-old. And so, like, how? Why aren't we calling them out? I mean, some of them are dead already, except for Ted Nugent. You know, he's alive, but we should be calling them out at the same rate. The Gail King interview special made a note of that. She did um, when they were um, in between her interview with R. Kelly. They were calling out. Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, they said, well, look, to. you got other entertainers here where their fans kind of ignored it like, hey, well, whatever. Yeah, because Priscilla was 14. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I I kind of agree with that. We can't just focus on these these stars, these black stars in particular. But, yes, they are wrong. They ain't wrong what they did. I believe in the power of three. If I see a third black musician hero called out, I'll be like, all right, man. Sun's yeah, some, up, up. In, in the near future. The power of three. <laughs> I be, listen, when one celebrity dies, two more celebrities die right after. Oh, shout out to uh, R.I.P. to Luke Perry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know oh man. I mean? Shoot. I'm yeah. telling you, man, because I've seen it. The power of three. three. One celebrity dies, two more die after. Yeah. If I see a third black musical hero called out, I might be like, sun's up. Something is up, though. But <laughs> but again, they had they need to They serve, need to serve put the... a black face on sexual assault. Right. So we so Bill is a Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly. That's the three. Yeah. Uh, and again, all three deserve it. But I feel like the media's if they're guilty, but the media's attention to those have been way more significant than any other white artist. I think the only if belongs to MJ. But yeah. Because I'm sure some it's some current Well, currently. I mean with the whole Bill Cosby thing, there are a couple of accusers who, like Janice Dickinson, admitted to on the stand that she lied. Yeah, like That's I Janice put, Dixon, though. She's like, well, I, I put that because I was trying to sell books. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was I mean, way more than know, her, though. But, so I don't know, but with that, but they're trying to put a black like they always have been. If you go all the way back to Birth of a Nation, the first mm-hmm. one, they always try to put a black face on sexual assault. Yeah. You might be right, though. Cosby, MJ, and R. Kelly, huh? Well, yep. all right. Conspir- the conspiracy <laughs> might be real. Bro. It might be real, bro. It might be. But, I mean, at the end of the day, though, if they are guilty of their crimes, they deserve to go to jail. Mm-hmm. It's just we want some fairness, right, in the way that this thing is like, all What's going on with Brian Singer? Nice. Yeah, Brian Singer, the director of the uh, oh. X-Men films. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. He has been um, accused of uh, sexual harassment by, like, multiple accusers. Yeah. And uh, he was direct. He was slated to direct a new film called Red Sonja, but he's been fired by that position. He got fired from Bohemian Rhapsody just because he didn't show up. Yeah. And he wasn't mentioned um, at the Oscars for uh, Best Director either because I, I, I don't know if that film got nominated for that. There's but. a documentary on YouTube called An Open Secret. Mm-hmm. It's basically about like they have these the, either the parents of children that were like sexually assaulted yeah. by like Hollywood producers or the the the, the men that were children themselves. Mm-hmm. And Brian Singer, they talked about him in that documentary. Mm. Yeah, but we also have um, allegedly 
people who committed sexual assault in the White House right now. We right. have a Supreme Court justice, right? <laughs> Supreme <laughs> so, Court justice, right? So it's almost like, hey, these these people they're getting um, they're actually getting positions of power. Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. I mean, yeah. Well, that's uh, <laughs> we could talk about that. that was back in the, what, the 90s, but mm-hmm. still, yeah, it's crazy. So how do we how do we cap this off here? What do we take from all this? We don't know. <laughs> we just well, well, well our Kelly, we know, oh, right? We know our we Kelly, we know our Kelly, Kelly and Cosby. Again, to to really find a liar, listen to the pitch of their voice. They raise their voice, it gets real high. And that's how I figure out R. Kelly was lying. <laughs> no, but at the end of the day, it's like we we really we truly don't know with Jussie. We really don't know with, with Michael. Um but again, if they are guilty, they need to FaceTime. Right. Except for Jesse, I think Jesse he shouldn't Community service. Community, community service, service is fine. So I think the loss of the career is enough, but community service and loss of a career. But here's the thing, though. When it comes to that, like, black men aren't redeemable in Hollywood and white men are. That is true. That is Mm. true. That's another topic, too. Um, Like, share, get reviews, feedback, subscribe. Thank you for coming back, Eric. We hope to see you again. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great episode of Can We Talk?